1: Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Hendo Time. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week, I have got Scott. Fuck's sake. Hi. How are you? Very well. I have got Justin. Hi. How are you? Just move on.
2: <laughs>
1: I got Jesse. Hi. How are you?
2: Uh, now
3: I'm great. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to this.
1: Uh, I got uh, Emma. Buenos nachos.
3: Chris, that intro does not represent
1: us. <laughs> I've finally got Adam, how are you? Embarrassed for you. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Right, this week we're going to be talking about the uh, Premier League and different permutations at the top and bottom. Uh, we're going to talk about Championship uh, as I've played out this week, um, bits of Bob's and News, and some of the other sort of games going on across uh, Europe and across the world. So. Uh, we are going to start at the Coliseum at Anfield um, earlier on this week. Liverpool 5, Chelsea 3. Um, Chelsea aren't assured of Champions League qualification as yet. Um, and uh, Liverpool lifted the trophy, finally. Seems okay. like a long time.
2: Anything about that. Sorry? I hadn't heard anything about that
1: from <laughs> anyone. It's sort of quite the fair, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, OK, right, so Liverpool 3-0 up at one point just before half-time and Giroud got his, um, uh, sort of what we thought possibly was a consolation at that point. Who watched this game? I did. You did, Jesse and <laughs> Justin. So, um, I'll go to Justin first of all. So, lots of sort of close-ups of Kepa during the game. I, I had to watch it on silent, unfortunately, for the most part, but um, lots of sort of close-ups on Kepa during the game. I don't seem to remember him being at fault for anything, do you?
4: It's not bad. It's he is a marked man at this point. It's a combination of, of the fee that was paid for him and the fact that Chelsea do concede a, an enormous number of goals relative to the rest of the top of the half of the table. If you, if you look at it as we speak, I think it goes something like Liverpool thirty two, City thirty five, United thirty six, and then Chelsea fifty four.
1: Which is the next worst down so, to sort of you have to get down to Southampton. Until you get place. the bottom half of the table. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. And so uh, he got he got stick over the the Trent Alexander Arnold free kick, which was a tremendous free kick. But I, I, people just don't like it when the goalkeeper doesn't dive. In fact, he didn't. He didn't make an effort for three of the five goals. I don't think any particularly were his fault. But now we're seeing you know all the stories about the miracle fix that Chelsea are trying to pull off, which is Jan Oblak. I can promise you that won't happen.
1: <laughs> Everyone's eyes sort of popping out of heads here. Um, yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't he move? Is he just know he's beaten or you just why would a goalkeeper well, f- stay and not dive towards the ball?
4: He saw it late, and he saw it late because he set a a, a large wall relative to how far out the shot was. I mean, what we're seeing more and more is, is goalkeepers going to to smaller walls, just two or three, so they can start more central and and see the ball earlier. But he went with what you'd say is a traditional old school wall, and uh, so he was start starting position was quite a bit to his right. And it just left an awful lot of gold to his left. And, and in any way, it was, it was beautifully hit. I'm not so sure he would have saved it in any case, but you do like to see the effort. And when you don't – and the, the other thing that we should just acknowledge is he's got kind of a very – he's got the sort of face that, that TV directors want to put the camera on when something's gone wrong. He looks like he's 14 years old. And he's upset, and uh, it just fits into the narrative that he's, you know, ha- that he hasn't worked out there. In-, in fact, he's been okay. He hasn't been a massive liability through his time at Chelsea. He's been he's been okay at times. Would he benefit? But I I again, not? sorry, oh, I-, I think again. Sorry, I was just going to say again. I think it goes back to the fee paid for him. That he'll always be judged against that.
1: Would he been better not
4: having a wall for the Alexander Arnold? Free kick. Yeah, that's another thing that people say. Of course, if you don't have a wall, then you give the other side options to sort of just play, to, you know, not necessarily have a shot, but, but just launch an attack from that position. I think he'd have been better off with one fewer in the wall, just one fewer. OK,
1: uh, and they've conceded 10 goals from set pieces, Chelsea, which is the worst after Norwich. So, I mean, can you lay the blame at Kepa for not organising his defence properly at set pieces or is that a defensive or outfield defensive player issue?
4: Yeah, I, I think that goes. I think go to the top for that one. I think that would be a question to ask the Golden Tory. Um, just the way teams defend at, at set pieces are a reflection of their manager, and um, you know that that's a that's a big number. And I think there's more to it for sure than Kepa. Yeah, um, Jesse,
1: you saw this as well. What did you make of both teams? Um,
2: I get very scared not agreeing with Justin, so I will very <laughs> carefully ask this next question. Um, Because I agree with most of that. I think Kepa is so young and really didn't have an easy introduction to Chelsea and on top of that did not get a lot of defensive help. But on one of those goals, so two-parter, Justin, be kind to me. Um Would he be better served and would he serve Chelsea by just even jumping a little bit and look like just not standing still even if he knows the ball is going in is there something to be said for like you know that you're on camera in modern day football and you know that the attention is all on you in this way do you need to like dive a little bit and make a little bit of a Gumby impersonation
4: just to do
2: some appeasement
4: yeah the problem
2: is that he stands stock still and which makes sense except that it's not helping him
4: Right. Um, yes, perception does matter, and, and I, I don't think that supporters, look, everybody here supports the team, and I don't think you like it when your goalkeeper just watches the ball go in the net. I don't think the outfield players and your teammates like it. They're the ones that have been running, running around the whole time, and, and then when you're called into action, they would like you to respond with some kind of physical intervention. Of course, they're the ones giving away the free kicks. Uh, so that, that's why I say it really does start at the top and, and that you have to you have to find the manager's blueprint. Uh, how, how has he imprinted some some identity uh, onto his or her side as as they defend these these set pieces? But yeah, short answer: yes, you want your goalkeeper to make every effort to make a save, even even if it's going in anyway.
1: Jesse Christian Punisic had a good game. Gareth Lenica said he's the uh, best football footballer to come from the United States. Have you an opinion yeah, on that? that. <laughs> what do you think?
2: Um, I think let's just start off as I mean to go on and say uh, if you're talking about male footballers um, that could be an argument to be made and an interesting argument to be made if you're talking about American footballers in general fuck you Gary Lineker, learn your history and back up Um, Michelle Akers, Mia Hamm and Megan Rapinoe would all like a word (laughs) Um, but I think that what is exciting and interesting about Pulisic is a that no one can agree on the pronunciation of his last name and that's just super fun for commentators um but he I think a lot of people were wondering whether he was going to be a flash in the pan um but he integrated really well into whatever wackadoo system this Chelsea team has and also took a leading role and I think that is exceptionally hard to do
1: um are we happy with um Garolin, uh, Garolin, uh, Jürgen Klopp and Frank Lampard having little words with each other.
3: It was hilarious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Frank's expressed a bit of regret today, hasn't he? Oh, did he? Yes. He did. He expressed a Come on, Scott. What were you going to say?
0: It's not the worst one I've seen this week. If you want to see Sinisa Mahalavish and Gasparini go ahead. go to toe-to-toe, which is even funnier. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think this was a very, am I allowed to say that this was a very, like, British way of going at it from Frank Lampard? <laughs> like, there was nothing passionate about it. It was very, like, you know, under the breath, kind of beautifully polite insult.
1: He's expressed regret at his language used because his kids are on social media and he doesn't think that's was a very good example to set. I'm just very much uh, upset that the camera didn't sort of stay long enough to film his reaction when um, Trent scored which would have been fantastic.
2: That goal was just so... That was when I felt really bad for Kepa. That was so mean. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Liverpool have beaten Anfield now uh, for three seasons in the Premier League and they went and lifted the trophy afterwards. Um, Who saw James Milner being particularly excited at lifting the trophy?
4: Nobody, Chris. Nobody watched that.
1: (laughs) Did you all switch off by that point?
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. there's a question: Are they going to now, when they're allowed to have people in the stadium, are they going to do this whole thing again?
1: No.
0: No, be like a. Would there be like a stadium? Not a stadium. A, a tour by Liverpool with a trophy.
1: I think so. I think American Leeds. Bus, yeah. I think Leeds tried something, didn't they? And I don't think it had great sort of social distancing consequences. Uh, Liverpool didn't
0: even need to do that so for it to not have good social distancing consequences by True. the
1: nine, the nine people who got arrested outside Anfield. It's a disgrace. <laughs> just, you, you should have been there with your clipboard. Was that your stat you're going to hit me with? Is it? Is this from your secret WhatsApp group? That you're going to hit me with that stat: <laughs> nine <laughs> Liverpool fans arrested.
0: If you want to, if you want to stick the boot in a Leeds, I've been. I wasn't sticking you the boot. I wasn't sticking the boot at all. You should have been there. You should have been there with your clipboard. You yeah, would have
1: loved it. I, yeah, high vis jacket. I wasn't sticking the boot in. I was making a passing comment. On something. I don't, I don't understand what the point is of lifting the trophy in an empty stadium.
2: Um, um it's so that you would justify the
0: fireworks. Right. So what you're saying, Jesse, is you've already bought the fireworks. <laughs> 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 now I've got to do something with them.
3: Yeah,
2: like it'd be embarrassing.
0: <laughs> and the cold play the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> true.
1: Um, OK, so next up for Chelsea. So Chelsea, of course, don't have their Champions League guaranteed. Uh, well, Liverpool are away to Newcastle. They've got zero wins in five. I don't know. I don't really think... I think both teams might well be on the beach for that one. But Chelsea, they're home to Wolves, um, who beat Palace uh, 2-0 in midweek. Um, Chelsea won 5-2 at Molineux back in September. This was a game where Chelsea had a rip, real sort of roaring 4-0 lead, I think they sort of had, didn't they? Before Wolves got a couple back and then Chelsea got the fifth. So this was like sort of... Frank, when he was in his, uh, his um, sort of honeymoon period, definitely. Um, and Wolves have anyone two at their last five in the Premier League. So how do we feel that Chelsea are going to get on? Are they going to do what they need to do? Shaking your head, Scott. Will
3: they be concentrating they on the be cup at- final? Sorry, I'm going to say that again. Will they, be, will they have one eye on the cup final?
1: Chelsea. They're in it. They're in it, but they're not guaranteed a Champions League place, are they? They are playing. Art. They are playing. You art. said that
3: like you said that like they weren't in it, and I was thinking, I'm like,
1: oh, no, they did win. Yeah, no, no they did, they did. <laughs> what if I? Okay. Um...
4: <laughs> but yeah, they're not. They're not. She, to she's work, right. Though. I mean, she's I said... right, Chris. She she said, "Will they have one eye on the cup final?" And you went, "Chelsea." <laughs> yes, Chelsea. In yes, the... no.
1: I said, you know, I said it in that way because surely they wouldn't have their eye on the cup final I know Wolves aren't in it I'm saying it because surely they wouldn't have their eye on the cup final because they've got to get the Champions League place sorted before the cup final but they can get the Champions League place by losing but you don't want to lose if they win the cup final
3: they'll get a Champions League place
1: no will
3: they? Uh, yeah
1: no no I think it's Europa League isn't it? yeah is it? yeah I don't know what they do in your country we have to earn your Champions League place (laughs) in this one
0: (laughs) We, we've,
1: we've got don't different wanna, rules we don't want like, getting in the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got your open league, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so, yes, you said they could still lose, Adam, but presumably they're not going to aim to lose and hope others also lose. That's quite another sort of suicidal tactic. Aiming to lose wouldn't be the greatest idea, no. I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, anyone think they're going to get the, the job? I, I can't see Chelsea losing this game. I can. Can you? I think,
0: yeah. I think Frank Lampard's getting... The aren't too...
1: actually very good.
0: No, they're not. And they're spending way too much player, uh, money on attackers for next season. And plus, they want Kai Havertz. Do they really need Kai Havertz, or do they really need more defenders? And they're buying all this talent for hoping them to finish fourth. And more than likely, they will probably finish fifth. Okay. I don't think they're more than likely will finish fifth because I think they'll qualify for the Champions League if, even if they lose but I think the biggest outrage that we should all be marching on, on our individual City Halls about here is the fact that if Burnley hadn't been awarded that bullshit penalty in oh, the last yeah. minute we could have had two head-to-head fight outs for the Champions League with, with Wolves if they had those additional two points where's the justice guys exactly You're ruining this for everyone. You know that. <laughs> Who? Me? You? Why?
1: Your attitude. What? <laughs> okay. Um... It's it stinks. Okay. Um, Jesse and Justin. Um,
4: what do you reckon Chelsea can do?
2: Go, Justin. Go.
4: Uh, who knows? Uh, because the 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 cup performance against United was so solid, start to finish, they looked like a team on a mission, and they looked like they had ideas from their manager, uh, which manifested in the way they played. And and then it at, um and then against Liverpool, they were all over the place. And and but for but for Pulisic running Liverpool ragged for about fifteen minutes, it, it um, the, the score line would have not been harsh on them at all so it's it's hard to know which which of them will turn up i do think there's a lot of pressure on them because uh you know as, as scott said that they're, they're lining up some pretty expensive signings which don't make any sense at all if they don't have champions league football to, to back them up they don't make sense anyway because they don't address their defensive weaknesses but as we know a lot of the bigger clubs don't necessarily make signings based on what's best for the actual performance of, of, of the team they they are interested in global marketing etc
0: but but to a slight bit degree of fairness to chelsea there is that as things stand william and pedro are going to leave at the end of the season and you could and are being replaced by the players they've signed as at the moment as yet they're not losing any center halves so at the moment they're just rebalancing their existing squad
4: true they're not losing any center halves the I see question what you're saying is the opportunity cost of the money they
0: could spend buying centre halves might be there. But at the moment all they're doing is replacing players they're losing on free transfers.
4: Yeah, true, true. I, I just think I think you don't want to go into next season with the same defensive unit because you're considerably worse than than the, the teams at the top of the table that you're trying to compete with.
1: Okay. Uh right, we nose our way along the East Lanks Road to Manchester and Old Trafford. Um for Manchester 1-1 we West Ham one. Um Paul Pogba with the penalty. Who saw the ball get smashed at his face and then him give away a handball? Everyone saw that. You seen... Was it a penalty?
4: Hmm. That's the house getting up a penalty. He stuck his hands up and made a save inside his box.
1: The ball did travel quite far, didn't it, before it got to him? He had plenty yeah. of time maybe to move his forehead down to head it away or jump and chest. I don't know. I think it was definitely a penalty. Hand of Pog. Hand of Pog, <laughs> indeed. <laughs>
0: So what happened to the rule uh, to the being able to take of action?
4: Never, never has been in the rules
0: written. We saw, it's, we saw that last week with Matt Doherty, didn't
1: we? It traveled a good sort of 10, 12 yards or so, didn't it, the ball? It wasn't sort yeah, of point blank.
4: There's, I, I actually just, as, as I saw that on Twitter, I, I did look it up and read through the handball law there isn't anything about you can use your hands to protect your face. It, there may have once been. Or referees may have allowed it.
0: Would the argument not be that the reflex reaction of protecting your face means that it, by definition, isn't deliberate handball?
2: Also, shouldn't they now take into consideration um, head injuries? Like, you'd rather a player protect their face than get smacked in the head?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I agree with that, Jesse, I do. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not how it's written now. Um, And that also would lead... To the potential to have a roving band of goalkeepers, um, you know, sort of trying to put their face in, in front of shots and then using their hands and all that. But uh, as written now, it was pretty clear handball. Okay, um,
1: a lovely passing move for Mason Greenwood's goal. That was a very good goal. That one was, wasn't there? Sort of, sort of slight intricate passing between him and Anthony Martial. Um, United's destiny are in their, is in their own hands. Uh, they are um, away to Leicester on Sunday uh, Leicester lost 3-0 to Spurs last time and they've lost two at their last three Leicester are currently fifth so they're at the Champions League places only a point behind um Chelsea and Manchester United though of course Leicester have got a significantly better goal difference than uh than Chelsea so how do we see this one go uh, Manchester United could lose twenty two and a half million pounds um To Adidas if they miss out in the Champions League. They would owe that to Adidas as a as a rebate of sorts um for missing out. So um Emma, how do you think this one's gonna go on Sunday?
3: I think Manchester United will win. I think they'll make it. Yeah. I don't know why, I just think they will.
1: They've been okay, haven't they? They've um I mean they've been beaten for quite a considerable length of time, haven't they, Scott?
0: Sorry, I was on mute there. Oh, was you? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was
1: being, I
0: was being a good boy, not going to get told off. Uh, they have. They've probably been the best side to watch in the Premier League since lockdown. Yeah. Um, I do like, as Adam probably pointed out a couple of weeks ago, that Bruno Fernandes is probably the
1: most important player in the Premier League at this time. Yeah, imagine if they didn't get him till the summer. I mean, Or imagine if they got him last summer. That could be a, a different conversation to how, couldn't it? Yeah, you could have been knocked off your perch. Uh, I don't think they would have been. I think they would have been. They would have finished a bit closer. I think maybe they wouldn't have had this last day scramble to get in the Champions League. What do you reckon, Adam? to Sunday,
0: I think Manchester United win. Leicester had... I don't think Leicester have put in a, a dominant performance since they come back from uh, the break, and they Leicester. Are, uh, Great, scrape, um, scraped by to sort of still be in a shout now. I think I think they're quite lucky that they're still in contention because of how poor they've been. What do you put that down to? Um, well, a few teams have reacted poorly to coming out of the out of the break, right? And maybe there's a a lack of motivation. Maybe Leicester players thought they had the job done. Maybe they're just I don't know. Tired. I'm uh, There's a whole host of reasons, but the, the, I suppose that you look at Newcastle and Crystal Palace have picked up two points between them, and both of those points for Newcastle actually. Crystal Palace have five straight defeats, so like plenty of teams have struggled with this. And there's maybe it's quite difficult to get yourself motivated for an eight-game season.
1: Yeah, uh, just Justin, what do you guys reckon? Excellent. Right. We'll move on to um, <laughs> West
2: We were very polite and waited on each other. Move on. Do the thing. We
1: all agree. OK. Uh, West Ham next are our way to Aston Villa. So we're going to go down to the bottom of the table in the David Cameron derby. Um, so, where, I mean, Aston Villa, they had that win against Arsenal on Monday night. It was all these days sort of tend to blend into one, don't they? You're shaking your head, Scott. What day was it?
0: The day after Monday.
1: Tuesday. As it's typically known. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they had that performance. They looked all right for this performance as well, didn't they, against uh, Aston Villa?
2: Wait, against Arsenal?
1: Ars- sorry, yeah, Arsenal. against Arsenal, sorry, yeah. Three. Arsenal That's kind three of helped cuts. them out. Sorry? Ella?
3: Arsenal kind of helped them out because they were particularly bad.
1: Oh, really, were they? It was just Arsenal I mean, going to yeah. Arsenal,
2: right? Yeah, exactly. but they hadn't, ju- like, was, they actually tricked us into being, or me, into being surprised by that because they had been on this teeny little baby Arsenal run and
3: yeah. then you sort
0: of remembered who you were watching.
3: Yeah, then they remembered they were Arsenal again and then, you know, that, that was <laughs> well, it. It was over.
0: The, the the thing with Arsenal, though, is the only
1: thing that they couldn't be consistent about is their inconsistency. <laughs> um, well, they've lost 10 Premier League matches uh, for the third season in a row, which is something unheard of for, you know, quite some time ago that you'd never have imagined an Arsenal team losing that many games. Um, there was a, ba- a plane, Justin, Now uh, is the traditional way of uh, protesting against your team, saying, uh, back Arteta, crunky out. Um, I don't think Stan is going anywhere, do you? No, it, it
4: has a has a banner ever achieved its aims? It seems like an extremely inefficient way to, to go about getting, you know, that... that... End achieved. It's really just uh, performative uh, kind of gestures. So no, Congky's not going anywhere.
0: It's just a bit hack now.
4: See, yeah, I think
0: that's my biggest problem with it. Just be creative.
4: In Come this up. economy, yeah. who has money for a banner?
2: Like, why aren't you spending that on healthcare or oh, you guys? Oh, NHS.
1: Yeah. You get it free. Yeah.
2: Whatever. Buy your banners. We've
1: got, <laughs> we've got all the banner money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. A guy in Cornwall this week bought a... uh, Or hired a plane with a banner on the back asking his wife to marry him. And because their child was sick, they very nearly missed it and had to go home. So, you know, they never really sort of work out the way you expect them to.
2: And again, you're that guy's now maybe wife. You're like, dude, why waste this money on a fucking banner?
4: Yeah, he he asked his wife to marry him and they already have a child. Sorry, asked his
1: girlfriend to marry him.
4: Okay, girlfriend, but still... It seems like he could have just had that that conversation with her why involve the rest of us right, exactly
2: yeah right just attention plus, seeking then you're like coercing her into say say she says no then it's everybody's problem
4: i saw yeah, that no, no the that's t- that's not a problem jesse that's fantastic well, when that happens
1: i saw that in the telly when someone rang up and um uh, proposed to their girlfriend live on channel four um uh. and um she said no can i think about it <laughs>
4: oh that. yeah no no go on youtube there are plenty of examples of of american bros at sporting events g- getting on camera to ask their girlfriend to, to marry them and and the girlfriend taking a moment to, to then say no it's wonderful
0: <laughs> i think we all need to take yeah, a right. moment to think Let's about the um up. we need to think about the, the the poor men who are also dating women called sharon in the cornwall area who had to walk around that day <laughs> as a past. <fan> of- <laughs> <laughs> Shit! That,
2: that, I don't remember all of this. No, nope, all those Sharons are like, no, buddy. <laughs> uh, no,
1: it's the ones that turn around, going, yes, yes, oh my god. Um, Aston Villa's destiny is in their own hands. So uh they are in 17th place on 34 points, uh with one goal difference, one goal goal difference, better than uh, Watford are also on 34 points in 18th place. and then Bournemouth in 31 points so they're three points behind but again with a very similar goal difference Um, West Ham have dropped 26 points from winning positions which is the most in the Premier League this season so for Aston Villa this is maybe the team you really want to play isn't it because you're going to be up for the game anyway and even if the other team take the lead then you know you'd know that they're a bit flaky when defending a lead
0: If Aston Villa can't beat a West Ham team and have nothing to play for they deserve to get relegated
1: Yeah Yes quite possibly Um Bournemouth, they are away to Everton. Everton have won one out of five and um, Bournemouth have lost two out of three. So, how do you think this one's going to go, Adam? Are you going to do your guys a
0: thing? I, I, I'm actively encouraging Bournemouth to win this game. So, <laughs> Why? Because I don't want Aston Villa or Watford to be in the Premier League anymore. Okay. Fight talk. So, that's how that maths works out.
4: South are Coast bias.
0: Everton got the Philippe out already well oh no we might finish we might finish one point or three points behind Arsenal uh-huh. <laughs> do we finish in or 12th? Uh, big work what's the difference in, in prize money about probably about half a million pounds yeah that's like two banners
1: exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's probably five weeks of Mina wages
2: if you were going to get proposed how little do you think we're paying to... come on <laughs> wait this is the most important question that will happen in this podcast until Chris starts asking about Oceania if you were going to get proposed to or proposed to someone at any sporting event what would you choose because if someone proposed to me in the middle of like Uruguayan's World Cup final I would tell them to fuck off I'm busy like, time
1: her- presumably.
0: I don't think I don't think of, I don't think a woman would speak to a man like that in 1930
2: Jesse <gasps> First of all, we won in 1950, so... Ew. <laughs> but, like, would you need some very boring match? Because that would, like, lighten it up, or do you need it to be the... Or, like, the Liverpool win when the
4: fireworks are going off?
1: That'd be perfect, because nobody was there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you know what my, Chris, you know what my answer would be. What's that? It would be the Ashes, because it's just an exhibition, so it doesn't matter if she said
1: no. <laughs> you got got um, two very passionate cricket fans on here. Currently, England are playing...
4: West Indies, West Indies, yes. Yeah, I'm aw- I'm aware of that. I follow. And
1: him. there's
0: and there's a 22 stone man playing for the West Indies, and it's utter brilliant.
2: Wait, can you explain the spit thing? You're not
0: They're allowed not, to spit on that. Yeah, you're not allowed to put saliva on the ball.
2: What? Meaning that people did. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. He did it by accident.
2: Ha- okay, I have so many questions now. How do you accidentally spit on a ball? And well,
0: why are you used to spitting on the ball? Yeah, you can produce. You can put saliva on the ball pre-COVID. Uh,
2: why why? Why are you spinning on balls?
0: <laughs> Do want, should we go tell uh I'll tell you after the pod <laughs> Adam and like need to need you edit all that
1: out. Okay, uh, well what for earlier on this week I'll they buy, put... buy out you mean into a separate clip. <laughs> Do you remember we used to put outtakes in this podcast? Yeah, put this in your outtake.
0: <laughs> on your work That's... on your on your proposal thing, I did see two people, two couples get proposed to at WrestleMania's in the past. I was How? How was, did they do that? Yeah. Did
1: they sort of come in the pit? Lab? Yes. In the
0: Yeah. In, <laughs> in the crowd. And one was in the ring. John Cena was one of them. They're not together no more. Okay. And, and the other one was in the crowd. Um, I
2: remember at a Broadway show once when... Right before the show is about to start, the, the guy in front of me proposed to maybe his now husband. I don't know. And the guy said, "It's about to start. Oh! <laughs> I don't
1: love anybody more." Uh, okay, uh, back in the Premier League, so Watford and Manchester City four. Uh, Raheem Sterling with two goals, and then Laporte and Phil Foden as well. Um, Watford versus Manchester City in aggregate this season is twelve 0 to City, and overall since. Watford were back promoted back to the Premier League in 2015. He's 37 nil to um, Manchester City. So are you
0: include are you, Is that including the FA Cup final? Today?
1: Uh no, that's Premier League games only. Um, oh God! So yeah, it's, it's a bit worse after that. So uh, Watford's um, Watford had, did start, have a slight advantage earlier on this week with regards to um, goal difference, but that's gone completely out the window. Uh, that has so. Uh, Nigel Pearson was sacked in some rather ambitious move by the Watford hierarchy to, to sort of sack their manager with two games left to avoid relegation. The new manager bounced, didn't quite work. Um, they were pretty abject and they have got um, Arsenal in the training ground derby. These two obviously, of course, share a training ground, which could be very awkward next season, depending on how results go. Um, I don't think they share... I don't share they're neighbours, aren't they?
0: across the road from each
1: other they, oh, yes they're uh, very much neighbours on that aren't they So and Jack and Danny Welbeck ever drives into the wrong car park? <laughs> yeah quite possibly just, just old habits <laughs> uh, both teams lost two out of their last three previous games so um, Watford don't look a particularly attractive prospect at all at the moment for saving themselves from relegation do they Emma
3: I sincerely hope they get relegated yeah why is that? Yeah, I mean, I really dislike the company policy of sacking a manager every six months. It's how is that sustainable?
0: I I want to know the stats on on teams that have free um on teams having free permanently free managers in a season and and um, the correlation between that and being being relegated. I reckon it's quite high.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's. It, it's a bizarre decision to get rid of their manager with just the two games left, isn't it? Unless he did you're hoping quite for a good
3: job, hadn't he? Well, he had terribly he kind of rescued them a little bit. Or gave them hope at least that they could survive.
1: Yeah, I mean your only hope is that Arsenal haven't been fantastic themselves. Like you know, weirdly they've um beaten Manchester City and Liverpool but then go and lose to uh, Aston Villa in the week. So, you know, make of that what you will. But um I can't really sort of see um Watford getting any points here justin can you
4: it's it's you'd be very very worried for Watford it's as, as you said, a very strange decision to sack the manager um with with two games to go there's not time for a caretaker to um to, to implement any kind of changes that would do any good that would do more harm than good um and all it's done is introduce uncertainty and and nerves into the into the players and and they've got a, a hell of a fight on their hands now, so uh, i don't I don't like their chances very much, to be honest.
1: No, I don't. I think once you get into that sort of rut, I think picking up a point or picking up the three points at sort of the your penultimate game for Aston Villa is um is quite the pick-up, isn't it?
4: I, well, I think I think if, and then with the 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 kind of unexpected result that Villa got, if you think to just maybe two weeks ago, uh, you would have thought Villa are down for sure, and Watford probably safe. And then, and then and these events happen, and, and Villa are certainly going to be feeling a whole lot better about themselves going going into Sunday.
1: Yeah, and Villa, of course, benefited from a uh, rather dubious decision, didn't they? The first game back, the uh, ball that didn't cross the line. I mean, that could relegate Watford and keep Villa in the Premier League, couldn't it?
4: It did cross the line. It did. Right? Yes. So what you went? Yeah, yeah, it did, but it wasn't given. Yeah. Yeah. Um of course it never comes down to one moment like that and and I think every team that's ever gone down by a matter of points could could find a contentious decision somewhere along the way. So you've got 38 games to get it right. I don't think we can ever ever look at one one moment. No.
1: Okay. Uh, and Manchester City's Apart final from game... that
0: Burnley penalty though. I mean, I'm quite quite anti that Burnley penalty. So I suppose
1: I suppose the thing with that Burnley penalty is, um, if it happens to you in August or September, you've got sort of you've got a huge amount of time in which to make that back up again. If it happens to you two games before the end of the season, you, yes, you've had the previous thirty-six games to get it right, but you know that that could derail you at a key moment, couldn't it, or a key time?
4: I don't think there is a key time though. I mean, this is this is how relegated teams get themselves in trouble. The, you know, points in August and September are <laughs> every bit as valuable as. as points in, in March and April and May and, and, and I think sometimes you see this with with the business end of the season and a lot of my, things like that, I mean, the more successful sides that stay in the league despite not, you know, having the massive budgets, I think are the ones that are playing for results with really good focus right from the start of the season and they don't leave it, you know, as, as like Watford have done, they don't leave it too late to suddenly feel like they've got to scramble some results, results for safety.
0: Uh, that- and that's the difference between Bournemouth this season and Bournemouth the last four seasons in the Premier League. Is that, like you said, Justin, that,
3: that this,
0: they, they almost seem to be sort of cast with some sort of derision that they these teams that sort of shut down towards the end of the season because they don't have anything left to play for. But Crystal Palace, for example, like I, I just said about them losing five games, in a row, but they've got forty-two points. They came right. close up early in the season, and that's what Bournemouth used to do, and why they're in the trouble they're in now is because they didn't have the the hot start that they they usually had but just maths isn't it it's all just <laughs> maths
1: press. it's all it is uh, okay well, let's talk about some of the games that don't matter so much um they haven't really got as much riding on them so manchester city at home to norwich um norwich caused the best team to have ever finished bottom in the premier league scott you got some say in that from 1994 that
0: was a 24 team this is a 20 team if they want to put an asterisk next to it like they do for liverpool
1: asterisk. Asterisk. hold
0: on what no. because, there was, because there were more teams that surely that makes it more likely that Swindon were worse right i was trying to bait him because it was an asterisk and it didn't work <laughs>
1: Okay, other games. Um, Brighton versus Burnley. Uh, Brighton haven't won in five games. That's when they beat Norwich one nil. Uh, Burnley won th- uh, two and drawn three of their last five games. Um, are the players gonna be that bothered?
3: Is anybody that bothered?
1: I don't think so. On
0: the uh, the Man City Norwich, game, could you probably see a very close to a double figure score? Oh, could you imagine?
1: Depends what sort of team is gonna, perhaps going to pick. Yeah, exactly. Because he's still got the Champions League, hasn't
0: he? Yeah. So could they give him a bit more match practice before they play Real Madrid?
1: Yes. Or could he see this as like a way of throwing in your Fodens and your sort of fringe players and saving your better players? Yeah.
0: Okay. That'd probably
1: still be five. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace versus Spurs. Uh, Crystal Palace um, have lost 17 games this season and at least their last five, because that's only as far back as the thing I was watching or looking at um, said. And they've averaged only 0.81 goals a game this season. You must really want to like Crystal Palace to have watched them this season, Jesse.
2: Was I watching them all season? No,
1: if you were a Crystal Palace fan, I mean, those pretty poor statistics show you must really want to watch them to have actually watched them.
2: And their poor eagle died a terrible season
0: they did, he did, and didn't he? The stadium was terrible, so
1: you had to go to
2: there as well. Oh, man. are you suggesting
1: it's best off watching Crystal Palace as an away fan? What? No, it's, what, it's, no you're an away fan, you still got to go to the stadium. No, if you're a Crystal Palace fan, oh, you're well, best. Crystal Palace away, right? <laughs> yeah, just the follow stadium. them away. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the best part, actually. Yeah, sorry, Jesse, you were saying?
2: But the hashtag is always cry, so it's terrible. It's like you know <laughs> cry tot and you're like fuck you i don't want to ew no <laughs> okay i am
0: it's like when they play Arsenal, the
1: hashtag is either arse cry or cry arse
2: yeah see God. somebody needed to have thought that one out
1: sweden playing denmark is still the best hashtag um Spurs have suppose won four out of their last five ever uh you're gonna put a bit of positivity into jesse's heart
3: is that possible jesse
2: <laughs> You know what? Everything is, like, does it really matter? Jesse, I mean, yes,
1: it does. It's the last game of the season. Come on. Chest out, shoulders back.
2: No, because it's still more And part of me's like, let's just fail spectacularly
0: and, like, make him go away. But, like, right, you, you've got multiple problems here, Jesse. The one... yeah,
2: no, Adam. I know. That's the part about
0: my life. <laughs> the, the first one is that, that Tottenham are actually the most informed team in the Premier League. Oh, God. <laughs> Two.
2: Well, that's just more about you than it does about me.
0: Two, you can't finish any lower than you are already, so you can't even fa- you can't even fail any more than this. So you're already going to finish in the Europa League, and it's not going to get any. It's not even like you can avoid Europa League football.
2: Yeah, it's like nothing has any. There is, is no the most failure. Nihilistic... Yeah, it's the most nihilistic match ever. Nothing has any meaning, and
1: nothing matters. <laughs> Welcome to Spurs, everyone. <laughs> Uh, okay, and um, finally, Southampton versus Sheffield United. Um, Southampton beat Bournemouth after three consecutive draws uh, last time out, and Sheffield United have lost their last two versus uh, Leicester and Everton. So, um, again, this is pretty much every on the beach, but what are we hoping for from Sheffield United next season? you got your hand in the air. You are for disco, or you got something to say?
0: No, I was just trying to get your attention. Like I tried to join the Watford thing, and you passed me off.
1: I didn't, uh, do you, you had both your hands. I wasn't sure if you were praying uh, or something.
0: Or hand, no, I was trying to get your attention. <laughs> hands up.
1: Hands up. Yeah. I can't um, see anybody else with their hands up.
0: Has Billy Sharp got five goals this season? Oh. <laughs> oh that wasn't even what my hands got. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> Have he? I don't know, Chris. Actually. I've got no
1: idea. I'm not looking now. I've got P- uh, PSG on.
0: <laughs> I've got a rough idea. And I don't even <laughs> exactly know <like that>. up. <laughs> Why are you watching PSG when the other, the best team in Italy are playing right now? Um, I'll switch over
3: then. Oh, i Atalanta.
0: My my question wow. is, um, has some of the gloss fallen off Sheffield United, or are they being overly talked about because they're currently level on points of Burnley? They could, there's every chance they could finish below Burnley in the Premier League and would. No one considers anyone
1: finishing below Burnley a good achievement. No, I think this is a pretty good deal for Red Sheffield United finishing where they oh, finished. I'm
0: not, saying it's, I'm not saying it's not bad if you're a promoted team finishing there. That's no, great no. enough, but they're talked about like they're some sort of.
1: No, I think it's good for them because you don't want to finish high enough in your first season where you actually qualify for Europe, and then you've got Thursday Sunday Thursday Sunday, and you end up with some sort of. Well, well yeah, and then you might the wolves have shown that that's not a problem. Wolves have got greater resources than Sheffield United. I mean, for promoted teams doing well, my mind is sort of scarred by um, uh, um, Ipswich and Reading, and my gosh, Hakan Chaloglou was a good player, Scott. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so my 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 sort of mind is sort of um, uh, sort of clouded by that, maybe.
0: Um, Didn't Ipswich? Didn't they get to uh, UEFA Cup? Played into Milan. And then six months later, they were relegated.
1: Exactly. And they had Fennini-George in their team. So,
0: And they spent a lot of money redeveloping the stadium and buying players they really shouldn't have and got relegated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't got a problem with Sheffield United getting into Europe. I just think maybe a, a season of consolidation and then possibly next season, a uh, season after next getting into Europe. If Sheffield United consolidate in any meaningful
0: way there's no way that Chris Wilder will still be their manager this season after that do you
1: not know think do you not know no. think he falls into the unfashionable Sean Dyche category forever linked and no, never because, actually going anywhere
0: no because I think Sean Dyche plays terrible football that has no that that has no correlation with managing a top six team and Chris Wilder doesn't necessarily do that
1: ok uh, right Okay, that's end the Premier League has anyone got anything they want to say about any of these games before right, we move on to other bits
2: how many of these of this year's current managers will not be here next year?
1: What, for this so start of the season.
2: season? Yeah. I mean, September twelfth, which is like next week, but whatever.
1: you <laughs> Sorry, when do you mean? Last
0: year,
1: start of the next like, season. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> think of three.
0: <laughs> what in twenty odd days? In sorry, in like fifty odd days. Sorry.
1: Yeah, eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth won't be there next season. Right. All right, well, that's not the same. I was gonna say Mourinho, but that payoff is
0: gonna be absolutely just horrible.
1: Um I can't think of too many changes. You're either uh, got your top class managers in sort of like Jürgen Klopp and people like that, or you've got players uh, sorry, managers that aren't really gonna be going anywhere, like Lampard and Deich and Wilder and I can't see many changes at all. Um Grain Potter? Roy no, Hodgson? There's every chance that West
0: Ham could fire David Moyes again. Oh yeah. There's every <laughs> chance Crystal pa- there's every chance Roy Hodgson could retire. Isn't Moyes only on it's... a deal to the end of the season? Who knows? What West Ham. Yeah, true. There's because...
4: always
0: a, there's always a chance that Newcastle get taken over and Pochettino becomes manager.
1: <gasps> um I think the longer that goes on, the longer it won't happen, or the more it won't happen. Sorry.
0: Or Bielsa, I... Bielsa could get a new job somewhere before he's, before Leeds kick a ball in the Premier League.
1: I can't see that happening.
0: nor <laughs> can I. Know, I, an I... That'd be just pure bans. Okay, I don't <laughs> think that there's a chance that Pep's a flight risk. What, you think he's a terrorist. Do you think... No flight, a slight risk.
1: Flight, <laughs> oh, flight, know. or slight. A slight. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean by flight risk?
2: Then he can up and go.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. He's only got twelve months... well known phrase. <laughs> <heard> that before.
0: <laughs> he's only got twelve months left in his deal and he doesn't really stay at a club too long before he gets burnt out.
1: Yeah, he's been in the city a lot long, longer than what he normally would be. Is he... how long is it Barcelona? No, three seasons. Okay. Oh look long... what
0: was that sorry?
3: Three seasons. At uh, him? No, with us
1: was it four seasons or a bathroom free at four? how long's he been here now is this is fourth fourth yes yeah so, yeah maybe he gets fed up and goes at the end of next season before the end of next season so i can still see pep being there in in september um right okay or oh, shall we talk about the um the basket case at the championship shall we who saw any of these games because the championship was finally rounded up, Scott. I was hoping you were going to nod your head.
0: Sorry, I was watching Roma demolishing Spal. Okay, so.
1: right. So quite a lot was still left to play for in the championship. Um, uh, so what do we have? We had uh, Brentford. Uh, the destiny was kind of in their own hands. They lost against Stoke in the uh, the weekend. Um, they had another bite at the cherry against Barnsley. Um, Barnsley struggling to avoid relegation themselves. Uh, Barnsley managed to get a 93rd minute winner, which uh, keeps them up for the time being. Um, They beat Brentford 2-1. West Brom were losing 2-1, so Brentford could have done something about it, but they ended up drawing 2-2 with QPR, uh, which means that Darnell Furlong's um, add-on payments get sent to QPR. Uh, Wigan drew 1-1 with... Can we talk about Notts Forest? We were just about to talk about Notts okay, Forest. OK, yeah, sorry. Don't worry. Uh, yes, so uh, Cardiff beat Hull 3-0. So this is a result expected at the other end of the table. Wigan drew 1-1 with Fulham. Leeds uh, beat Charlton 4-0. And what you're going to talk about is Nottingham Forest. So uh, They needed a six-goal swing. Uh, Nottingham Forest were in sixth place going into the final round of fixtures. Swansea, here in seventh, needed a six-goal swing. Uh, Scott, how did these results finish?
0: Swansea won 4-1 at Reading and not lost 4-1 at home to Stoke.
1: Yeah. And I think it was as late as like the 82nd minute or something. It was it still was like one, one or no, was 94th minute, wasn't it? 90,
0: yeah, Stoke scored in the... Bear with me. Stoke scored in the 90 plus sixth It was an own goal. Was it? Um, yeah. Fantastic. Isn't, this, isn't West Brom being promoted just the least ex- inspiring thing you can imagine? I was really wanting Brentford to go up. I mean, Fulham might have been equally as lackluster, but. Yes. It's a bit sad for Brentford because that was the last league game at Griffin Park. And as I've been there three times as an away fan, it's probably one of the best grounds I've been to. Is it? So they do now get in our game there? Yeah,
1: I did say <laughs>
0: league. I did say league
1: the yeah. playoff in it. So uh, that's the ground with four pubs on each, or a pub in each corner, four, isn't it? Four pubs on each corner. Yeah.
0: The way end is like a double tier stand. There, it's standing at the bottom and seating at the top. I was last there in 2013 for a playoff semi final, which sadly we lost on penalties. But it's probably one of the best games I've been to.
1: Was that the season when they got done by Doncaster in the last minute? Yes. Okay. Uh, Right, so the championship uh, reads as Leeds top on 93 points, West Brom second on 83. Uh, Playoff places are uh, Brentford 81 points, Fulham 81 points, Cardiff 73, uh, Swansea on 70 points, and in seventh place, Forest on 70 points. They miss out by one goal on goal difference. Um, Are we heading for a Swansea-Cardiff playoff final? It's good that fans aren't allowed in stadiums at the moment, isn't it? That could be interesting.
0: I really want, I really want Brentford to go
1: up. So. I do as well. Yeah. I said, why? yeah. Uh, and down the bottom, um, the bottom upwards is Hull on forty-five points, Wigan on forty-seven, Charlton on forty-eight, and then surviving by the skin of their teeth, thanks to that ninety-third minute winner, is uh, Barnsley on forty-nine. And um, the six teams that go down, uh, or oh, sorry, the three teams that went that go down, uh, none of them were in the relegation zone six games ago. That's how tight it was down the bottom. Um, uh, it could all change of course with Wigan, couldn't it, Scott? Sorry.
0: Yeah, the, there's a massive asterisk against Wigan because they've got 60 points at the moment, but um, they could get deducted 12 points.
1: Yes, and a buyer pulled out today uh, for Wigan. Uh-huh. So that doesn't bode very well at all. Um, I, did, I did hear that. They have, that because they, talks, they have but... been deducted the points. There's no way it gets overturned. No. I can't see it happening. No. Um, okay, right. Other bits and Bob's news. As Jesse said a moment ago, the Premier League doesn't start on the 12th of September. Um, we have a Football Writers, a Player of the Year, folks. Jordan Henson, Jordan... step up and take the biggest of bows. I hope he collects that trophy like he picks up these other trophies. Not the biggest of bows because it's a meaningless trophy. Not for him, it's not.
0: Not for Chris. Well, it should be because he plays in a team sport. So, really should
1: be quite a meaningless trophy. Yeah, but it's nice to identify sort of individual efforts, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, it'd be, nice. it'd be nice if you were identified, but you'd probably want to be respected as the best player
1: in your own team first. Which and... is what he said when he got the trophy. The first thing he said, he said, this is for my teammates. His efforts and weren't the, unusual,
0: the, Jesse. And the best player in his midfield.
1: I think, I can see why he's got it. I can see why somebody else could have got it. I can see why he's been given it as well. Let's to Just well, in the voice of you reason. What
0: you've said there is absolutely nothing. Is you can you just? That, how does that that fence post feel?
3: <laughs> yeah, you basically said you you understand why there's an award.
1: <laughs> no, I can understand why he's been given the award because um, I think since while he's been injured, how Liverpool's intensity has dropped off a little bit. Uh, he brings an awful lot to the team. People think, what did you call him, Scott? A uh, functional, functional system player. Yeah, he's not. He's more than that. He definitely no, is more Yes, he is. He so is.
0: You, can't, you can't play him as a defensive midfielder, and you have to play him on the right of a three, as a shuttler, otherwise call, call him the water carrier, and he can't do anything else in that team. He literally can. Go on. He doesn't what? score goals or, or, or um, offer assists, so what does he do? Uh,
1: he's the beating heart of that
0: team. If he's the beating heart of that team, why does he only started in like 68% of the game? Just been injured. Not all of those, though, is he? He has he? So yeah. I I would suggest that maybe if you were the beating heart of the team, you'd probably play all of them. Like someone like Trent Alexander Arnold, perhaps. Squad rotation Fabinho. as well. Yeah, he's not fabulous. If it's squad
1: rotation, then why has Trent Alexander Arnold played all of the games? Because he's 30. You've got to manage these people's careers as they get older. Trent Alexander Arnold's got his whole career ahead of him. Jordan. And hasn't and you have to manage him and those performances that you do like ledley king ledley king never trained but put in a colossal performance on a saturday jordan henderson is a modern day ledley king but i don't think anyone was ever claiming that ledley king was the most
0: important player for spurs
4: <laughs> so you're the voice of reason on this um probably disappointingly no i mean i i, I tend to agree with the idea that it's a, as a team sport these are kind of unimportant but I also think that um, that he's got a better case for it than, than Kevin De Bruyne because, which is I saw all over Twitter today, Manchester City fans up in arms about this. You don't want anybody looking more closely at your team this season, Manchester City. You don't. It's been the worst title defense in history. If, and if we if we leave out Leicester, who were not in the financial position to mount a title defense, uh, it's been just an awful league campaign. Terrible, um, inexcusably bad. De Bruyne is a fantastic player. Is he a better footballer than Jordan Henderson? They're not really even the same conversation. De Bruyne is in the elite, global elite, top eight, ten players in, in the game. But that's not what the award is. Um, whatever reason the award exists, it isn't called best footballer. It's footballer of the year. Um, and I, I see what Jordan Henderson brings to Liverpool. It, that there are a degree of intangibles. And let's face it, at this level intangibles are backhanded insults in a way um because de Bruyne doesn't bring intangibles he brings unbelievably dynamic creative attacking football but again that's not the award Uh, and if we're going to have these dumb awards voted on by writers then then I can see why he got it
1: righty hey right what else have we got
3: someone in that poll voted for johnny evans
1: good play johnny evans (laughs) yeah (laughs)
3: can you really take it seriously someone nope. looked at that and went So, well, mm, I think Johnny I th- Evans it's got to be him I it can't think be it, anyone else if
1: you look at the international managers and coaches uh, that vote for the Ballon d'Or I think if you look through all those so all those Ballon d'Ors that Messi has won um, there are people that would vote for I think Roy Hodgson voted for Javier Mascherano one year um, so I mean you can get rid of those if you want to
3: this is based on football writers though who watch that league all the time mm-hmm. Johnny Evans really
1: he's a good player Johnny Evans good solid player good solid 7 out of 10 every week okay. I, I can see why Chris would appreciate a player who's not even the
0: best player in their position in their club being <laughs> yeah <by the way. laughs>
1: Right, moving on. Uh, Birmingham are to retire the number 22 jersey after Jude uh, Bellingham's €25 million euro, uh, transfer to Borussia Dortmund. Scott, you're shrugging like an emoji.
0: Why? 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 He's only at the... It's his, his breakout season and he's just another weird footballing decision. Johan, Johan Cruyff, Paolo Maldini. Francesco Totti. <laughs>
1: why uh, Justin Esam Al-Hadari is retiring
4: I'm very sorry to hear that which just now happened
1: yes he's the oldest player to have uh, played in a World Cup he's a goalkeeper age 47 played for Egypt at the 2018 World Cup uh, he's got over 150 uh, Egyptian caps as well and has been a long-standing servant for them since 1996
4: well-deserved retirement I'm sure I can. I speak from experience he will enjoy no longer being a goalkeeper
1: <laughs> is that nice is it where you don't have to sort of leap around on the floor
4: anymore every now and then yeah Every well, that that's the fun part the diving around is the fun part the conceding goals is something you don't miss
1: so never again will he have to sort of shout at his defenders and solemnly pit the ball out the back of the net never <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, oh, speaking of, uh, since we're in Africa, um, the referee gave a red card in Somalia to the coach of uh, Herseed SC when they were playing their bitter rivals, uh, Elman FC. Um How has anyone seen how the coach responded to getting a red card?
0: Of course not. I he.
1: Tell us. He might have done. He punched the fourth official and then ran on the pitch and chased the referee Benny Hill style around the pitch before giving him a thump as well. Um. So, yeah, well, worth checking out that one is. Uh, what, what, did the
4: fourth, what did the fourth official do? Uh, I
1: think the fourth official drew the referee's attention to indiscretions. Oh, OK. By oh, well, coach. then
4: you should, you should get a slap for that, <laughs> being a grass. That's it's
1: not very, honest. That's he gets very, very wwe <laughs> Just
4: that you're a coach. Have you ever
1: given a fourth official what for?
4: No. Come on, Chris. I'm a professional.
1: Why would a man- okay? Uh, obviously not yourself, but why would a coach have a go at the fourth official? Because it's not like they're on the pitch and they will do anything about it.
4: No, but it's uh, a lot of them do feel like they they will then maybe get a decision a little bit later if they lobby hard enough and and they you know they they get a sense of righteous injustice where uh, they may do themselves a favour with the referee later but I think it works against you just as often there's there's enough bastard referees in the game that say, you know, I'll just continue to make you upset since I already have so yeah, I don't see the point
1: Okay, fair enough, right Uh, Dejan Lovren is closing in on a £10.9 million move to Zenit St. Petersburg thank God Um, Emma, Villarreal have a new manager? They
3: do and I am
1: What are people in Spain making of that?
3: No, I think he'll be pretty good for them because uh, he's really good at winning the Europa League and Villarreal are in the Europa League this season. Although I feel a bit bad for Kaleha who was sacked after finishing fifth, which is a bit harsh.
1: Why did they sack him?
3: Uh, he's, I don't know actually. Well, as far as I understand it, that he's not very um, fashionable.
1: Whereas you know I am is <laughs>
3: I mean, he used to manage PSG and Arsenal. So, you know, it's got something going for him. Okay. Looking like a vampire. No,
0: That's... no, no. One tell Villarreal that
1: Arsenal were in the Europa League while he was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, the National Cyber Security Centre um, has said that Premier League clubs are at risk of hackers uh, when uh, dealing in transfers. It, it gave an example of one Premier League club's uh, managing director had his email hacked, which nearly cost the club £1 million um, as part of the transfer fee. Luckily the bank noticed it in time and it never happened um, and as a little aside to this a race course last week lost £15,000 after buying a lawnmower from a spoof eBay site. So um, presumably as we're talking about sort of cyber security on a global scale, uh, it's only a matter of time for um, football gets brought into this murky world, isn't it Adam? I, th- I think Man City are fully aware of this. Are they? I was to say, oh, yes. Um, but yes, but actually the hijack an actual transfer. I want to know what lawnmower so for was grand. <laughs> It was gardening equipment. Sorry, I wrote down lawnmower. <laughs> that
0: that's a lot of gardening equipment. It is. Oh, but race courses are quite big. Yeah, yeah. I just... In my head, I'm still thinking lawnmower, and that's kind of your fault, but...
1: It might be like a real sort of—I mean, if Ice teeth did mowers or Snoop Dogg had a lawnmower, it probably cost about fifteen grand. What you think? It's like some sort of like pimp my ride lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some solid gold lawnmower with flames on the side.
0: Solid gold is impractical now because what if the going is
1: soft? Oh, that's true. That's true. Maybe it's bronzed or something. It's got like flames down one side and bitches down yeah, the other. It or something. Like, it could be like have like gold plating, perhaps. But solid gold is too much. No. Okay. Fair enough.
3: Did you just say flames down one side and bitches down the <laughs> <you? laughs> I you. Thank you.
1: I did. I don't know. I, I, don't.
0: I was too busy talking about gold plating to hear that.
1: Chris, Chris, you're forty-three. <laughs> Stop telling me. I'm forty-three for a long time yet.
0: There's really just two, two children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Let's. Uh, Scott is obviously about five seconds ahead on the stream that I'm watching. Uh, so we'll talk about Serie A. Uh, so earlier on this week, Inter um, drew 0 nil, nil with uh, Fiorentina, and what happened with Span and Roma. Scott.
0: Uh, Roma hit six for the first time since 2004 in the league. and hit six away from home for the first time since January 6th, 1935. Happy then? Beat that, beat that as a stat.
1: Was that what you had your secret WhatsApp group of it?
0: No, no, that was for Jordan Henderson bashing.
1: Oh, okay. Brilliant. Uh, no, two, two grown very, men. Good. Um,
0: very good. It's down one side. It's <laughs> just oh, <yeah. laughs> <Bridges, laughs> down the other. Chris, you've got two kids and you're 43. <laughs> Remember uh, you remember you're closer to 50 than 30. This is true. This is true. Uh right okay um uh, uh can I just say Nicolò Zaniolo he's not going to Liverpool but Spurs are looking at him and I don't think Roma are looking to sell so he's going to be in Italy for a, a while and that is. Just... always looking to
1: sell. <laughs> no munchie, no selling.
0: Uh that's right they have got two players that probably will go and Chris likes one of them. I don't know why he does.
1: I think because he was good about two years ago, and I'm sort of, you know, clinging on to that rather Who, than any current form. Who is that? Cengiz. Okay, you do know then. Yes. Um. Yeah, I've seen that with Zaniolo. I think maybe if they don't want to get rid of him, maybe their next worst case or next least worst case scenario is a bidding war between two Premier League clubs. Oh, this raises the price up even higher and higher. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, right, okay, so Mauricio Sarri this week said that the um, league, I think he said, so we, we, we've got to push for the league or the league isn't over or something like that, he said, didn't he? Um... Yeah,
0: as they got beat by Udinese in very, very comical style.
1: Yes, what happened there then? Uh,
0: Matthias De Ligt, being Matthias De Ligt, um got, him and Daniele Ragani got caught out for the winner where Seiko Fafana made look, Matthias De look like a 50-year-old man turning... Very, very slowly.
1: How is Daniel Rogani playing league football?
0: Poorly. He's very poorly. I reckon that's Dante Juve, but haven't managed him very well. I mean,
1: he's not a terrible player.
0: No, they just didn't use him very much. Um They relied too much on Bonucci and Chiellini. Chiellini's like a walking, wounded defender at the moment. He's he basically tore his cruiser early, early in the season, and they've just been using Benucci and De Ligt, and just barely given uh, Rogani any chance. Yeah, uh, but Reganni hasn't pretty much offered any favours anyway.
1: Okay, so going into uh, this week's round of games, so Juventus are top on eighty points, Atlanta on seventy-four, uh, and then Inter seventy-three, Lazio seventy-two. So uh, Juventus playing Sampdoria, and at the moment it is um, Milan one, Atlanta Atlanta two. Is that right? No, it's one zero. Oh, I thought saw someone score two goals. Oh, no, the penalty was no. saved, wasn't it? Sorry. Yes. yes. Sorry, my bad.
0: Adam, Adam can edit this part out because Ross doesn't like us talking live about
1: football. Does he? Okay. Uh, right, Coupe de France um, is also going on live right now between PSG and Saint-Étienne. It is currently 1-0 to uh, PSG at half-time. have had a man sent off. Um, Did you see the, I mean, the penalty? The foul
2: and no. Go on Mbappe?
1: No.
0: What was that then? The, the pitchers look horrible, by it's... the way. Is has he gone the, off, has he? Is this in the Celtic yeah. game? So which one? The PSG. You know yeah, where PSG played a game against Celtic the other day. Right? Yes, they're,
1: they're playing right now as well, so. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was playing earlier on, so presumably the tackle was happened in this game, so. Um, yeah. What happened? Does anyone see the incident?
2: It was just a really horrible hit and
0: challenge. Yeah. So this a challenge and his leg Ben. Yeah. Was it though? Because it's... Oh, it was on Mbappe. Not... I'm getting confused. Wrong. On Mbappe. Wrong
1: um, wrong
0: PSG, Blair. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, right, OK, so what else have we got around the world? Uh, Emma, you live in Spain, so in Portugal it's Benfica versus Sporting Lisbon.
2: <laughs> Still
1: close. <laughs> it's all down that way. It's all Iberian. <laughs> uh, OK, in the MLS this week, LASC drew 2-2 with Portland. Uh, LA Galaxy uh, drew 1-1 with um, Houston. Um, Frank de Burr has left Atlanta this evening, hasn't he? Has anyone seen that? Oh,
0: yeah, I was just going to say, if you've seen uh, that.
1: He, he was fired. He was fired, was he? He was fired, yeah. Okay. So, Lance has
2: been having a just shit show of a forever.
1: Yeah. What's that dancing? Because, I mean, on the Martina, they were brilliant,
4: weren't they? it's down to him. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, now, they're missing a few of their best players. They're missing Joseph Martinez, who's their best player, but, but they were terrible in this the MLS back, back tournament. They lost all three games, and they looked. Really bad in all three of them.
1: Is Martinez injured, or is he just not there because of COVID? No, toyed totally creatures.
4: <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: so this weekend, Orlando play Montreal. Uh, Philadelphia play New England. So does that count as a local dobby
4: No. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, Liga MX is back this week, so Champions Monterey play uh, Toluca. Um, and uh, Jesse, Atlético de San Luis play FC Juárez, which is, uh the inspiration for the book you recommended to me. Yes, this this game is not for cowards. One of the best books. Yes, tremendous book if anyone's not read that. It's highly recommended. Uh, okay, so what else have we got in the A-League this week? Central Coast Mariners drew no with with um, Newcastle Jets. It was El Distance, so as Perth lost uh, 2-1 to Wellington, although the game's in Sydney. Um, and this weekend, uh, Emma, it's the Melbourne Derby, Melbourne Victory versus Western United. Uh, and finally, in Norway's first versus second, as Bodo glimpsed uh, on 27 points, play Molder on 25 points. So there we go. Right. That is as much as I've got written down. Has anyone got any other business or anything like that at all? Yes. What's that? I would like to ask Jesse
0: and Justin about the, um, the two. Um, <clears throat> U.S. Women's team players who are joining or supposed to be joining Man City. Oh,
4: yes, no. Sam Mewis and, and Rose Lavelle. That no, those are mind. massive signings for Man City. Huge.
2: Like, how did they even?
4: Yeah, those are two of the ten best, best Ball players Ball. in the world.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so the um, the article I read about it, or the, which was by um, posted by Rory Smith in the New York Times, talking about how this is a just a, like. A potential sea change in women's football becoming European centric, like the men's game. Like, is that a risk?
4: Very much so. I mean, there's the the obvious problem here. There's a two pronged problem. The NWSL has come back to play in a tournament for for uh, format, and it ends Sunday, and there isn't a plan for what comes next. So the players, obviously, there's uncertainty there. And then there's the ongoing pandemic here, which Europe has much more in control, so if you're a professional player, especially with a limited career span, and Sam Mewis, I think is, how old is Sam Mewis, Jesse, She's 30, isn't she?
2: Sam
4: Mewis is 31. Yeah, you don't, you don't...
2: Now. No, 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 she's 30. Christine. Mewis. 30, right, you know, you right. You know what? I mean, sorry, I just want to push back a little, I think that it's that, because um, I also read that article, Adam, and... And I do think that that's unfair to the really incredible, really world-class talent that Europe currently has. I mean, Viv Medima, who is just, in, I think, like 23, mm-hmm. is arguably in the top 10 best players in the world, regardless of gender. Um, and And there are very talented players just playing in England. But so so I do think that that's a bit of an issue unless unless he's talking about you know the potential for more stations or viewership. I don't know about that, but I think that not mentioning players that currently play in Europe is a bit unfair. But there's there's
0: surely no not much much debate that the center of the women's game has for a long time been in America.
4: Yeah, I think if yeah. the, the argument, Jesse, I think he's making is that the the center of the club game could now be moving to Europe. Yeah, um, I think
2: though that like the primary, like you know, I don't want to pick on Liverpool, like Arsenal Women's, Spurs Women's teams are packed with talent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if if Rose Lavelle, who is just beyond fun to watch, and Sam U.S. mean that more people will. Watch, yes, but it, like it doesn't mean that there
0: hasn't been talent at a club level sure, but and I obviously don't know anywhere near enough about this to talk of any authority, but the, I think from the outside from the outside looking in, people would look and say, well whenever you come to a World Cup and you see how dominant the u s the u s women's national team is, those players are weren't typically coming to Europe
2: yes. We have gotten a lot of your players, yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Justin's right and Rory's right. Like, this, these two players particularly, you know, have played in the last two World Cups. They have a lot of talent, but also a lot of fan base and excitement behind them. So, sure. And they're so, fun. I mean, like, ridiculously fun. Sam U.S., like, is usually barefoot but when she's not playing. And Rose Lavelle is just, she, like, I, how do you describe the way that she runs? I mean, it's like she runs like she has a baby bunny inside her and she's just like pop running and
0: contorts herself into positions that I still don't understand. So is that, is that the same problem that Alex Ferguson had with Jordan Henderson's running style? No, <laughs> it's
2: the best. She's so she's like outstanding to watch.
1: OK, um, Scott, you wanted to say something as well. Did Sorry, you? I took myself on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you, had s- you had something you wanted to say. Uh,
0: yeah, you glossed over about the season we started. You pretty much uh, went over it very quickly. So it's September 12th and May 23rd is the end. Um, I have a feeling where in the opening weeks of the season in the EFL and the Premier League that you might see some games being played behind closed doors before they let fans
1: in. The policing costs i thought it was october wasn't it that there were there's like the bare minimum when they were talking about letting fans in maybe i've yeah that
0: that's why I said, that's why i said in october
1: did you sorry i like thought you said the early yeah yes. okay
0: yeah so early in september you probably see you might see a leeds chelsea you might see uh a west london derby play behind closed doors and in our league you might see swindon versus oxford or oxford versus swindon which is a local derby play behind closed doors there's no police. Yeah. Well, is there so, any? Is there even any concept or plan for how lower league football is going? If it's going to start? Yeah. So they they said it's the same as uh, September the twelfth. Okay. I d- I don't under. That. I know that there's a lot of a lot of, a lot to left sort of unspoken here, but sort of from the offset now it seems that like. Liverpool has huge built advantage in trying to retain the title next season because if, um, if a-, a Man City side against anywhere near the-, the final of the Champions League is going to have at most three weeks off the season as well.
4: So. so see Adrian has contributed Best
1: to feed this dog yeah <laughs> live feeding
4: excellent right has anyone else got
1: anything they want to raise before we wrap up nope okay right so we are uh man of the post we are part of the part man of the uh, part of the man of the post network so um i imagine that uh dave and chris will be back on sunday to talk about the games that we've been previewing um if you like what you hear you can rate and review us on iTunes um, and you can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes as well and all your emails uh, sorry, all your um, uh, podcasts will fall automatically in your inbox. We are on Stitcher and Spotify and Acast as well and you can follow and uh, subscribe on there. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Man of the Post. You can like us on Facebook as well. Uh, Jesse, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that?
2: They go to at
1: Jesse Loesch. I don't know how do they follow you. I don't know if uh, Scott, how do they follow you, Scott? underscore underscore right. Justin,
4: keepers underscore Union,
1: and Emma. You're not on Twitter, Ree.
3: No, they leave me alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how, <laughs> how do they? How do they follow you, Chris? Uh, they don't. That's fine. They go to at uh, CFCM77 on Twitter. Uh, right, guys. Okay. Uh, thank you ever so much for joining. Thank you, and Cheers. always remember to keep your man on the post.